Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Podcaster's life for me. <laughs> oh, thank I like you. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, Making a Disney Fan. I am here with our very own Figaro, ugly known as Brandon. Figaro. Yeah. Hmm. I see you as a tough guy who can be such a softy when you get to know him. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And joining us yeah. from over in Saskatoon is our very own Jiminy Cricket. Oh. oh yeah, she's our she's a guiding hand and can definitely act as a conscience to the group when we <laughs> really think of stupid things. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I'm the basically the mom of the group. Mm-hmm. Is what you're saying. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> and I am the obscure character of Gideon. Mm. Okay. Otherly known as the Silent Cat, which is one of the henchmen, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I can do stupid things from time to time without really thinking of them, and I definitely try to cling on to people sometimes. So we'll see mm-hmm. how that... that okay. Is. Yeah, you see that? All right. Yeah. It's so, a really deep and introspective uh, selections this week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking pretty hard on these, all right? Good job. All right. Good work. Uh, so, kicking us off with memories and a newbie recap is our very own Figaro. <laughs> Alright guys, what's up? It's your boy here, talking about Pinocchio. Um, I don't have much memory of Pinocchio other than I didn't like it as a kid. I'm not sure if it was because it was just boring or maybe it was because of like the freaky stuff that we'll get to later, but there was something about it that I never really liked it as a kid. Um... Yeah, I really got no memories when it comes to Pinocchio. I don't even think my sister watched it very much. It was one of the ones that we always had in, like, the big clamshell Disney Mm -hmm. VHS cases, but we never actually watched that much. I remember that clamshell being black. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure if it was black, but it wasn't, like, white like Mm -hmm. the regular ones that I remember. I think we always had, like, a much bigger collection of those than we actually watched. Mm -hmm. Like, I think we really probably only had, like, the six that we actually liked. We had a whole whole collection going oh, through. You gotta love it when, when you have those ones and you have this big selection but you know which ones you went through because yeah. they wear out. That's how <laughs> yeah. you knew which ones which ones you wore, you watched. Is yeah. When they you watch them and they have a, the white streaks going through them because you watched it so many times. Yeah. Or the tape just unspools. Oh, yeah. VHS's wear out like pretty easily if you watch them too much. Yeah. Like, I went through a few copies of Titanic as a kid because I watched it so much. Like, those things do not last well. <laughs> but yeah. Alright, technology now. Yeah, we got... Yeah. I was going to say DVD, but we're up to, like, what now? Like, HD something, 4K... Honestly, we're on to streaming. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah streaming, that's fair. Like, that's... <laughs> Yeah, who's even as, buying movies anymore? As soon as I, I, as soon as Disney Plus came out, I was like, "Hallelujah!" I don't have to replace DVDs. 
because they yeah. my kids wear them out or scratch them and all that crap. That's they can just yeah, they go can on. just be collector's items yeah. now. Yeah. Even now, I'm wondering what to do with my Blu-rays. Like, I have so many, but I don't watch them. Me either. My, my, my DVD player's not even hooked up. Yeah, it kills me because I spent so much money on so them when much I was money. at Booth. Like, yeah. I spent so much money, way too much money on Blu-rays when I was at Booth. But I have. now I don't even touch them. It makes me sad. Makes me sad, and I don't even have them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in a very roundabout way, that's how I feel about Pinocchio. <laughs> um, it's old. I remember the fact that the boy's nose grew, but that's pretty much where it is. Um, let's dive right in. Deep dive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> okay. So. Title card. I like Disney title cards. I'm just going to leave it at that because we've talked about it, but I still like the classic title card. Starts with Jiminy Cricket, who is a character that I honestly thought like pretty highly of before, like my whole life. Mm-hmm. I always thought he was like such a righteous and great character. Not so much. <laughs> Not so much. He's an interesting one. We can, we'll get to that. But like, so he says his piece. And then it moves in and it shows Geppetto. He's painting Pinocchio and he like does his thing. And then he puts Pinocchio down. He goes to bed. He gets high AF, literally. Dude smokes something, goes to bed, then decides, oh yeah, I gotta wish upon a star. So he opens the window and he wishes upon the star. And it's like, I think that's that was, is this where where it originates? That like starlight, star bright? Or is that from something else and they just used it in the movie? I think it might predate it a little bit, but... I don't know. Pop culture wise, it might be it might be strongly associated with it because yeah, because I actually didn't realize. I thought like watching it, I was like, "Ooh, this might be where that actually came from." Because that was like big thing when I was young, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. always wishing upon stars and stuff with that starlight, star bright, first star see tonight. But yeah, so Geppetto wishes upon a star, wishes for a real boy. He goes to sleep, and then the blue fairy shows up, and I remember the blue fairy most from Steven Spielberg's AI. Which is like, kind of like the remnants of a Kubrick film. Yeah, the the AI is an adaptation of Pinocchio. So oh, well, that's I is never. That Robin Williams. Yeah, uh, no, 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 no. Haley Joel Osment and Jude Law. Uh, Robin Williams mm. is an AI though, in a, oh, in a very minor Haley, role. Haley Joel Osment yeah. is the AI. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the, the little yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of Bicentennial Man. Yeah. yeah, I always just remember because I really liked the movie, but the ending was always just like so sad for me. Because the kid gets, like, frozen in the bottom of, like, the ocean with the wreckage of, like, the blue fairy from, like, a carnival or, like, a... Coney Island. Coney Island or something. Yeah, something like that. That's very sad. That's how I remember the blue fairy. Oh, it's depressing. Yeah, it was really funny. But actually, now that you mentioned that it's, like, basically Pinocchio, it makes a lot of sense for me. Mm -hmm. There's just a lot more, like, robot prostitutes and stuff. But, Mm. you know. Oh, this movie is coming back to me now. Yeah, where, like, Jude Law plays Gigolo Joe. He's, like, a... A, a robot gigolo gigolo. named Joe. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Blue Fairy comes in and she like turns um, Pinocchio into not like a not a real boy, but alive. So mm-hmm. basically, this is where I understand and raises a lot of problems for me. Is he is still not a real boy, so he's still a puppet. He's just a living puppet. Mm-hmm. That's we can all agree on this. Yes. Okay, yeah. so we'll fall back on that later. So they dance around and they have this whole like really cute dance scene with the cat and everything, which I think is me. Yep. Yep, that's me. So also the weird moment, Geppetto 
walks Pinocchio over to the cat and then for no reason kicks the cat. Like, the cat probably trusts you, man. Like, yeah. why'd you do that? Ah, uh, well, it wasn't him. It was Pinocchio. <laughs> Pinocchio, yeah. <laughs> but know. anyway. So. I, I, I like messing with cats. They're, it's hilarious. Yeah. But not kicking them. <laughs> yeah, like, why did he have to kick the cat? Like, I don't like cats. Like, I'll... Actually, I'll, I won't vouch for kicking cats. That seems actually pretty extreme. But, like, I don't like cats. Mm-hmm. But, like, why did he have to kick the cat? Like, what did the cat ever yeah. do to Geppetto? Like, what Yeah, he... my cat's kind of a jerk, but I don't kick him. <laughs> yeah. I, I was... do gently push him with my foot, but it's not the same That's thing. That's different. <laughs> but, like, he flat out makes Pinocchio kick. And it just fosters a bad relationship between him and the cat when yeah. he becomes a real boy or, like, a living puppet. But, Whatever. This all ends, Pinocchio burns his finger on, like, wood, and it kind of gives us the realization, which, again, is more confirmation. He's a living puppet. He's not a boy. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, next day, Geppetto's like, oh, I gotta put my boy in school. And I question, I question the registration protocols for the school system in whatever 14th, 13th <laughs> century, whatever, because is it basically just that he can put his son on, like, the path and the son can show up to school and he's a member of the school? Is that how school so. worked back then? Like, what era is this thing from? I think you're about probably accurate. Like probably 13, four, 14. 14th century uh, Italy. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, like, what is the school system like there that you can just send your boy to school? No one's going to question where this random living doll went mm-hmm. or, like, came from? <laughs> Okay. Well, somebody does. Yeah. But here, here's where I, like, turn against Geppetto. Because Geppetto, like, walks him to a little curb. And then he's like, all right, buddy, your school's way down there. Have fun. Like, just walk. <laughs> you, got, you got your cricket, which he doesn't even know about. Cricket's supposed to be, like, Pinocchio's conscience. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. The Blue Fairy, like, knights Jiminy Cricket as, like, the blue, as, like his conscience. Mm-hmm. How? How does this fairy know that this cricket is trustworthy enough to be a kid's conscience? The, the cricket magic. itself had just broken into a house. It's the magic of Disney. Come on. Magic of Disney should not account <laughs> for cricket crimes. The magic of Disney explains everything. So anyway, so the blue fairy, for some reason, makes the cricket, Jiminy Cricket, the conscience... And so he's with Pinocchio, and he wanders off, and Pinocchio runs into these people who basically want to, like, kidnap him. And they're trying to bring him to, like, a circus, like a show, um, because they're trying to get a puppet that doesn't have strings, because they do a puppet show. So he meets Honest John, who kind of brings him to this puppet, and they go to the theater, and they sing the whole, like, no strings on me thing. Which is famous. Also, Avengers Ultron mm-hmm. is where I know that from, obviously, because mm-hmm. it's like the whole trailer spot, and it was like a big... Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, a big moment in the film, which is pretty dope, actually, for a random Disney reference. Mm-hmm. Well, it was um, pretty on the, on the nose with Ultron. Well, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, so I, I, that's where I recognize that song from. Um, and he tries to start teaching Pinocchio that, like, success is getting money. Um... One thing that I'm wondering, or, like, what's interesting about this whole thing is, like, the puppet show are very, like, adult puppets. Like, they're rather, like, risque, slutty puppets. <laughs> it's a very weird show. Like, this entire movie is kind of a weird movie for a children's movie. There's mm-hmm. just a lot of, like, 
hardcore adult stuff. Like, not, like, mm-hmm. strictly sexual, but, like, just, like, content-wise. This movie's, like, yeah. weird when it comes to that. But there's a scene where he does, like, he does the no strings on me and everyone starts throwing stuff to the stage. They all throw gold coins at him. I want to know what the economy is like where people throw gold coins at the stage. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. people usually throw flowers. Who knows? Maybe he was in Florence and in the Renaissance. And they just had that much gold that they just threw it on the stage? In Florence they did. <laughs> I guess. So, yeah, Pinocchio does this thing. He wants to leave. He wants to go home. And they're trying to, like, convince him not to go home. And then they kind of convince Jiminy Cricket to leave the kid, in a way. Like, Jiminy Cricket abandons Pinocchio. He's just like, oh, maybe maybe I was wrong. Maybe the circus life is good. Mm-hmm. And we end up in this cart where, like, the circus is traveling now. And the whole dude, like, the evil dude. What, what's the dude's name? Or, like, what character is this guy? Uh, the name of the puppet dude is Stromboli. Stromboli. Okay, yeah. So Stromboli's, like, counting his money. And Pinocchio's like, I want to go home, blah, blah, blah. And he tries to leave. So Stromboli puts Pinocchio in a cage. He threatens he's going to make him into firework, like firewood. And, like, Jiminy doesn't doesn't come after him because he's all in his whole, like, maybe he is right. Jiminy just watches him go. Then he changes his mind and he finds Pinocchio. And Pinocchio's, like, in a cage. And he's like, oh, no, I, like, failed you as a conscience, which is literally probably the only thing he thinks through 90% of this movie. But he tries to pick the lock, which brings me back to my original point with the Blue Fairy. This cricket knows how to pick a lock. I mean, he fails, but he genuinely knows how to try and how to like go about it. <laughs> he is not an honest cricket. Why did this Blue no. Fairy make him a conscience? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he could be a diamond in the rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's bad. That's bad. Ah, uh, but it's good at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so, Geppetto looks for Pinocchio, and he's still looking for Pinocchio. And he crawls up. Like, he crawls up. He's walking. And he's in the rain. And he, like, gets this thing, and the carts pass him, and he doesn't know Pinocchio's on there. And it's just like, oh, where's my Pinocchio? <laughs> and it's just kind of, like, sad, I guess. But he misses that. Oh, it's really, yeah, it's just one of those those wonderful things in filmmaking where you're just like, oh, they're just so close. Yeah. It's like, like those those mm-hmm. moments where, where like these people that are looking for each other but giving up hope and then they walk by each other. Yeah, like, they just miss. Mm-hmm. Um, like anti-serendipity. Yeah. So we <laughs> go back to the cart where now the Cricket and Pinocchio are back in the cage, right? And they're all sad, and they're just, like, huddled together, and they're crying, which is fine for, like, or at least Pinocchio is crying, because my issue here is how can a puppet cry? Like, we've established. He's not yet a boy, which is a good point, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. how can he cry if he's just made of wood? Like, there's more examples of this, but, like, this is just the beginning, and it kills me. Anyway, so they're in the cage, and the blue fairy comes back. And the blue fairy is like, are you being a good boy, blah, blah, blah. And Pinocchio's like, yeah. And she's like, what happened to you? And he keeps lying and his nose keeps growing. And he, like, complains about it, I guess. And then she kind of just gives him another chance. She's like, keep going, be good or whatever. 
So she like shrinks his nose back and then they run and they try to run back to the city. And then it cuts to Honest John and the guy that like kidnapped him for the circus or like kidnapped Pinocchio for the circus earlier. They're in a bar and some weird dude comes and offers them a job collecting little boys. Which, I mean, I guess, and it's not even, it's not even just little boys. It's the way he phrases it because he wants stupid little boys. <laughs> so it just, it just, yeah. there's just some like real nasty subtext that I don't like at all. But sure. So they take the job collecting little boy. Um, Jiminy tries to go like race Pinocchio back to their place. They, they're in the city now. And he's like, yeah, let's go home, find Geppetto, race you back. And so they go, and Jiminy, like an absolute idiot, just runs way ahead. Uh, loses Pinocchio, leaves him on his own, which is a trend. Why do people keep leaving this puppet on his own? He's clearly too dumb to figure out anything on his own. Yeah, he's like a day old. Yeah. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, but everyone just keeps abandoning this puppet. So, like, yeah, Jiminy's gone. So, on his John stops, Pinocchio finds him again and gives him, like, a fake diano- diagnosis for, like, an allergic cure. You're allergic. Yeah. It's, like, it's weird. So, he goes with him and he brings him to a carnival. And, like, Pinocchio gets in, like, this weird kind of fight with his friend. Um, they're, like, rebelling, I guess. There's a bunch of little boys in this weird, like, carnival that they're shuffling all the lo- stupid little boys into. And they're mm-hmm. all, like just straight plied with alcohol and they're smoking which is another weird thing like yeah. disney just like outwardly promoting smoking i guess and i mean it, it like plays into the end in a way but it's just weird to see that in a disney film like yeah. kind of like shows oh, yeah. age. well actually with that kind of stuff in it, it they've definitely worked on that with uh with when you play the movie on disney plus yeah. There's a whole big warning oh, thing yeah. at the beginning of it. That's, I, I you know, did notice that when I watched like, it. This is based on their time. This, yeah. It contains this, this, and this. Yeah. Your discretion is advised. <laughs> so, this carnival, they're all like smoking and everything, has this like really racist point where they pass. And it's basically that they have... I'm not sure if they call it a Carnival Indian, but I wrote it down as a Carnival Indian. It's basically just a native guy handing tobacco out to the children. And there he's in, like, full, like, chief hood and everything, and it just... Well... I get it because of the time, but I don't, I don't enjoy it. It's probably why I, like, no. never watch this movie again, but, like... I, I definitely understand the context of this one, especially at the time, because, like, even watching things like, um... Like American pickers and stuff. Yeah, they have like those. Yeah, like t- the tobacco industry. There was a lot of like Indian, like, like Seinfeld, the cigar store Indian. It's like yeah. it's a thing. It's just I don't necessarily have to feel good about it. I yeah, guess. no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I just want to I just want to throw that part about the the carnival. But what ends up happening is there's like these weird shadow monsters that close the door to the carnival. <laughs> And these are the only thing in the movie that straight out doesn't fit. Like, they Ugh. never really mention the shadow monsters again. Nope. They never yeah. come up. There's no resolution to them and no explanation why, like, that weird creepy dude couldn't have just closed the doors himself. But yeah. So these weird shadow monsters come and the kids start getting, like, sick and they start turning into donkeys, basically. Everybody's turning into donkey, which is a business model I'm not sure how that works <laughs> mm-hmm. like why are they selling 
donkeys. Like, if they're, like, making them work donkeys, wouldn't it make better sense? I mean, like, I'm not gonna, like, vouch for this, but wouldn't it make more sense to have, like, child slaves than donkeys if you're looking for, like, forced labor? I don't know. It's a weird business model, but I guess I guess he makes money from it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this kind of takes us to the scene with Pinocchio and his new friend. Does he have a name? Yes, he does. <laughs> his name is Lampwick. Lampwick. Oh, right. Okay. Or Lampwig. Lampwig. So One of those two. He meets Lampwick or Lampwig kind of on the way, like, as he's coming into the carnival and kind of become a friend, and they're like, doing their own stuff, acting like adults, drinking and smoking a whole bunch. And then they start, like, turning into donkeys in the most, like, frightening kind of... I don't want to say, like, I'm not even sure it's so old it predates any reference. I want to try to, like, be like, it's like this. But it's, like, relatively scary. Oh, yeah. It's like body horror. It's, like, I kind of want to liken it to, like, Cronenberg, but at its, like, very, very base. Like, I don't think that's the quite... An it's exact... cartoon Cronenberg. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's probably my favorite part of the movie, just because of how dark it is, but it's really, like, the darkest part of this movie, and probably one of the darkest moments in any Disney movie. And it's got some notoriety like, for I this. I can, like, complain... Or not complain, but, like, compare it to. Like, it's very, very oddly dark, but... Like, Such, super cool to Like, watch. you got the, the music as well, too. Like, and then just yeah. the, this, like, not only that, but, like, the screaming for Mama. Yeah. It's just like, oh Yeah. But you also got to add in the other moment where they're looking at the other donkeys, and then there's the one that can still talk. And yeah. It's just like, what's your name? Alexander. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I want my Mama. Yeah, it's almost, almost like an island of Dr. Moreau kind of thing. Like, it's... It's weird, but cool. I've actually read that one. The Island of Dr. Moreau? Yeah. I've I've never read it. I didn't even really know it was a book. I've only seen the movie with Brando. <laughs> no, it's uh it's it's Jules Verne, so it's mm. a it's a pretty decent book. Yeah. So Jiminy finds him and tries to like get him out of circus. So they run away really quickly, which kind of stops Pinocchio's transition, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I have an issue with does running negate the poison? I have that as a question on my notes here because I'm genuinely curious. That the only thing he did differently was run long distance with Jiminy Cricket, so does that stop it? Well, I think that, in in my opinion, it's the island itself that is sort of a magical island. Okay. So it you it becomes what you, you become what you act like. Yeah. So that's why they have all this stuff there, so it make these kids act like jackasses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they turn themselves into jackasses. As soon as he started running away, he was not acting like a jackass anymore. Okay. Right? So that makes a lot of sense. It kind of solves that question for me. The other question for me is how does that living wood dummy grow flesh, donkey ears, and a tail? We have established that he is not. That boy is not real. That <laughs> well, boy ain't real. Here's, yeah. here's the kicker, though. If, with my previous statement, if it's magic undertaking things, then magic can affect other magic. Yeah. I just, I just don't, I just. This is Marvel logic for you. How does the fleshy yeah. part meet the wood and not just like? You bring up a lot of good questions. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm trying to provide the answer here. It's just magic. Yeah. Okay. Well, magic doesn't have to make sense. You could make a. That's true. Uh, 
Disney magic feels like the biggest cop out. No, in the this, world. no, 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 no. <laughs> this isn't Disney magic. This is like Doctor Strange magic. How how is or, it Doctor or, Strange or like, magic? Or uh, or Scarlet Witch magic, where it's just like something is conjured on top of something else. Like it's like it's more of a conjuring magic as opposed to um, movie magic. I don't know, man. <laughs> that's a bit much. No, that's. That is my thought processes that I have come up with on the spot. So, Jiminy and Pinocchio run. And they run away, they get back home, they finally get like back to the house together, and they realize Geppetto is gone because Homeboy probably just wandered into nothing after watching that cart drive away. Because, who knows, we haven't really caught up with him lately. Um, mm-hmm. We find out that somehow he kind of wandered into the middle of the ocean to look for to look for Pinocchio. Why he didn't sure. stop when he, like, just started to float a little is beyond me. But, you know, whatever. We find this out <laughs> through a letter. A letter! It's just halfway they get to the house and then, like, a bird or something brings a letter. And it, it's like, by the way, Geppetto's in a whale start act three. It's supposed to be the... <laughs> it was supposed to be the blue fairy. Is magic. Well, like, I understood that it was the Blue Fairy. It's the concept of it happening via letter. You know, I actually figured, I actually learned about about this specifically, where that, like, that moment, um, they were just running out of time. And they're just like, how do we, like, they could have had another villager explain it to them. Yeah. Or Mm -hmm. say it to Pinocchio. And, like, that's kind of how it would have played out. That was the thought process. But then they just were running out of time, and that would be a whole other narration. And then it would also mess up the pacing of the plot. Hmm. It would just be an extra five, like, an extra two minutes and adding in another talking character and, and character design for some people to explain to Pinocchio why they're going to try to go out there. And I, I understand your gripe. It is a valid yeah. gripe. It just mm-hmm. seems like uh, we didn't know what to do. Let's start Act 3. That's literally what it was. Which is a completely different kind of act. It's just like we're not doing any of the weird body horror. We're not doing any of the like life lessons of like dancing for money. Now it's just a whale hunt. And we're looking for a whale named Monstro. So Pinocchio ties a rock to him. And why Jiminy Cricket doesn't stop him from doing this as a conscience launches himself into the ocean with a rock to weigh him down to the bottom so pinocchio walks and cricket rides a seahorse for some reason all while able to breathe underwater i'd like like to remind everybody that men's is a cricket they don't breathe underwater (laughs) anyway but pinocchio's just a puppet so he doesn't need to he doesn't need to breathe. i'm okay with that that's fine pinocchio can pinocchio can do his thing but that cricket shouldn't be breathing (laughs) <laughs> anyway so we find monstro and he's just chilling on the bottom of the ocean and i don't know much about whales is that a normal thing do whales just chill on the bottom of the ocean no no, idea. no sperm whales do not do that so why but whatever so he's chilling at the bottom of the ocean and we go inside of him to find geppetto there's a giant pirate ship that geppetto is living on um my criticism here is how in the hell does he have his cat and goldfish? How did the goldfish make it into... Well, it, he, why did he take them on the journey in the first place is a good cause, question. Because uh, he's a crazy cat and goldfish person? I guess. 
Honestly, like I don't know. I don't know. He was an, he was a lonely man, and those I, were his only companions for I years. I want to know what he smoked before bed. He knew he needed to eat something. <laughs> that's that's fair because he is fishing, and there ain't much fish. And except for the one in the bowl. Yeah, except the one in the goldfish. So yeah. maybe. Maybe that is how it is. Um, so the fish eats a giant full of fish, and they finally like get food, and that's how they get Pinocchio. Yeah, he gets swallowed by the whale, just like Geppetto, because they both dumb. Anyway, so <laughs> Pinocchio ends up inside the whale, and Geppetto's like, "Oh, you're here! Let's celebrate! We have all this fish! Let's start a fire to cook this fish!" And Pinocchio's all like, "Yo." When I smoked, it hurt my lungs, which, again, let's bring it back, this boy ain't real. Where are his lungs? I don't think he said, like, it hurt well, me. Well, he didn't, but, like, that's he, he understands that it makes him cough because mm-hmm. smoking makes him cough. Right. So, like, how, how does a puppet cough is a good question. But anyway, he uses this knowledge, and he starts a giant fire inside of the whale, to make it smoky, to basically make the whale cough or sneeze. And it works, and it ejects all of them. And it's pretty crazy, actually. They get out, they're all good, you think it's fine, and then the whale like, gets pissed off. And the whale's like, I'm gonna eat you again. Like, how dare you get out of my stomach, I guess? Mm-hmm. So the whale like chases them down, which is mighty fast for a whale. I'm not gonna lie. That looked like dolphin quick. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Some of them could be pretty darn powerful, especially when, like, infuriated. Because that, yeah. one, that one isn't, like, it's, a it sperm looked... whale is a hunting whale. It's yeah. not a blue whale. But it did oh. look like it was going faster than, like, a speedboat. Like, it looked like it was going fast. Yeah. So, The whatever. monstrous nature of Monstro. And it causes all these, like, tidal waves and they got or whatever, and they kind of just, like, crash onto the shore. Kind of alive, like, Geppetto's alive, but Pinocchio, um, get this, he drowned. <laughs> Which, let me bring it back. <laughs> this boy ain't real. <laughs> and he breathed underwater previously. And he breathed underwater previously, so... Yeah, so he drowns, and it's all, like, it's all sad. The goldfish and the cat just happen to wash up. You know, goldfish still got its water in the bowl. doesn't matter that it just, you know, fell in the ocean and got chased by a giant, super fast and furious whale. Like, nope, it's, they just slide, slide up. Um, oh, actually, I forget, before, before they get there, another criticism before they even make it to the shore, they're trying to swim away from the waves that are getting caused by, like, the whale coming. And Geppetto gets knocked out. He gets, he's, he can't swim. He's down. He's passed out. Whatever. So Pinocchio, the non-boy who never learned how to swim, saves Geppetto and brings him to the shore, which is how he get there. And it's... It's fine. He's he's dead, but not really dead because the blue fairy comes, deems him unselfish, and makes him a real boy, which he has like flesh and bone and a cute little Disney button nose <laughs> and everything. And the family dances to clocks like totally normal people. So we're back to kind of where we began, um, except Jiminy Cricket gets a badge. The blue fairy blue fairy gives him a badge for being a good conscience, which a 
Nope. But B, using everything I know of Jiminy Cricket throughout this movie, you know that Cricket is going to pawn that badge later. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, I don't know what he's going to buy with the money he gets from it, but he is pawning that blue fairy badge, guaranteed. And that is Pinocchio. That is how the movie ends. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting watch. It is pretty racist, uh, but it's kind of old Disney, so you kind of get that feeling, I guess. The, uh, they all, they're all kind of like that in a small bit. It was a different time. Hmm. Uh, I'm not going to say I enjoyed it. I don't have a counter for that yet. Maybe, maybe later. But that is where I'm at on Pinocchio, Zach. <laughs> All you right. did not get the impression that you liked it. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was glaring, pretty much a huge glaring singular issue that just kept on gnawing at your brain. It's, it's bad. That boy ain't real. <laughs> he ain't real. How is any of that happening to him? Why does it matter if he smoked? How does he inhale the smoke? How does he inhale yeah. the water into his... How does he get sick? <laughs> All right. So, on to the next segment with myself, with my memories, and Deep Dive Disney. Although that was a pretty deep dive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, my memories of Pinocchio... Um, a little bit more than Brandon's, but very similar at the same time. Like, I had the clamshell case, and we watched it from time to time. Uh, I definitely didn't wear it out. I don't have any huge memories in, re in regards to it. I, I know that I liked it, and especially, like, No Strings on Me was one of those things that I just liked to sing and stuff. Yeah, not a huge amount of memories for me. It's, like, even going on further, it's just one of those ones that's just... I kind of put on one every now and then. Although, I have to say that this is one of the first movies my, my kids have made me turn off. Oh, mm, interesting. Yes. We were watching it um, about a month ago, because I was just putting on Disney movies in, into the van for commutes and stuff. Yeah. And I was going through classics. And then Pinocchio went on, and James got really terrified of Monstro. <laughs> That's not, fair. Not the transformation part. Or Monstro. anything like... Oh, or, yeah, he waited till Monstro before he was scared. Interesting. Yeah, like Monstro? Monstro's huge, and Monster, Monstro is monstrous. He yeah. is very terrifying. Like, like my son could deal with Ursula and all these other things, but he could not deal with Monstro. Because that... The, I guess it was just, like, the animation and just, like, how there was nothing comedic about him. He was just utterly terrifying yeah. and huge. Yeah. yeah. Um... So, continuing from, like, Snow White, so just con continuing on that, you know, vein where we were last time with that because this is the one after Snow White, yeah. um, the art in this movie is friggin' amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, the designs, just, like, what I said last time, or the time before with Snow White, where there were just these amazing designs and artwork and stuff this is just really cool to look at some of these things yeah. and mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure uh that those clocks and those boxes and stuff they actually like had physical copies of those and that's it's cool. yeah and so i know that's a fun fact yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah it's just i can't imagine how those <laughs> things could actually physically function i don't know if they were movable models but it's just really cool. But um, mm -hmm. 
this goes into the game that I have planned. Ooh. It oh. Is, how many of those clocks can you name? Oh. N- clocks. <laughs> like, well, like, how many of like those things that they that went on? Like, do you remember any of the things that that were on there? Like, I remember the one where it spanks a child. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's the only one I remember because I was like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so this is what I got. Uh. There's an elephant? <laughs> no, I'm going with the ones that they were actually showing, like uh. like the motions and stuff. So there was like a turkey that was hiding its head from getting chopped off. Oh yeah. oh yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. Then there was these like chicks popping out of their eggs. Okay. There was a town drunk, swinging from like a bell tower, like out of a bell tower, just like out of her window, just like. <laughs> it was really hilarious. Um, there was this one guy that was trying to shoot a bird out of a tree. <laughs> and there was these ducks that were diving. Like, they just showed these ducks turning around. Then there's this um, this chorus group that Jiminy was trying to be a part of. That was, or that was hiding in. Oh, yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. But then there was also the one that Jiminy, like, flirts with. Oh, yeah, he, like, dances with her. Yeah, dances and just like, hey, why don't we go get a nice, another place, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well... That game was less than successful, but that was an, <laughs> an interesting one for me to actually look at and try to remember these things. Yeah. Because they were really interesting ones. Just, I don't know. If I could have one of those be like my alarm clock, that would just be freaking amazing. Um, the other thing with uh, the animation and the art that I got to talk about is the underwater sequences and even the o- overwater sequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were really cool. Like... They make the all the animation wavy. You feel like you're underwater yeah. in those sequences. And you got all these crazy fish just swimming around and all and more bubbles. Not nearly as many as Little Mermaid, I'm sure. <laughs> but there's enough bubbles there, but it feels like you're underwater. And it's just really crazy to think that they were able to create that effect. Yeah. But yeah. I but to reiterate, the above water chase scene, like though ways that they animated the water with hand-drawn animation is just insane. Hmm. Like, trying to see the differences between that and, say, the other water movies I can think of with Disney is is Little Mermaid and Moana. And it's just mm-hmm. saying that this predates those by so many decades and they were just able to create this high intensity chase that yeah. is very believable with the motions and stuff. Yeah, it did look yeah. really cool. Mhm. Um the other th- one of the other things I wanted to break uh to broach is mature content. Brandon definitely talked about this, but it's just really crazy. Um cuz you got a lot of beer. Yeah. You got cigars. Yeah. Not cigarettes, full-blown cigars. Yeah. Yeah. You got jackass being said consistently. Yeah. Because I guess be- back then it wasn't a dr- uh, swear word. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to find somebody from 1940 to tell us. 
Um, and then the other thing for me that made this really mature sense is the villains. There's a lot of villains. Yeah. There are a lot of villains in this movie, yeah. Like, you were, we were already naming them off. So we got um, Honest John, Gideon, the, the sidekick, then Stromboli, the coachman, then by proxy Lampwick, Mm-hmm. And then to cap it off, you got Monstro. Yep. And the weird shadow figures. Oh yes, the yeah. weird shadow figures. What was with the shadow figures? I think it was just a lack of budget. Yes. Probably. <laughs> Which, actually, I don't think so because at this point they were still riding high from Snow White with their enormous revenue. So. I'll talk about the budget a little bit. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't have that on the top of my head, so I'll let the numbers lady track that out. <laughs> All right. Um, so this leads into the major, obvious themes of the movie, and that is temptation. Like they explicitly say it in the film, like like you know, watch out for temptation. Yeah. This is something that you got to watch out for. Oh, you remember what I said about temptation? That's him, right there. And yeah. Like, oh no, that's Honest John. But it's just when you really think about it, about about it in that sense of even the um, the Christian aspect of temptation mm-hmm. it's very on point of what you could feel and what temptation can look like it's just like people trying to sidestep you to move you to a way that's easier but you is wrong at the same time mm-hmm. yeah yeah it might be easy but it's you know not going to be the right way and that and temptation might look and feel good like Pleasure Island. Like the place is literally called Pleasure Island. Yeah. yeah. And is just filled with these things that are make you feel good. You got oh, there's violence. Oh, there's alcohol. Oh, there's cigars. You know, oh, there's all these amusement parks and things that make you happy. Yeah. Yeah. But they give in to all your vices with exactly. no consequences. Exactly. But then there was consequences. There's huge yeah. consequences in this film. Yeah. So it's really, I really much enjoy that theme and that lesson that was shown. Because I, I know it's obvious, but it still is done in a, a decent way. That it, it doesn't feel forced at the same time. Like it's not, it's not like, like those uber Christian films that try to, you know, shove God down your throat. Yeah. Like those those ones with the themes, with like those crazy, you know, biblical themes and all that stuff. But it still is a really good message that I like that teaches kids a life lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what, that's definitely something that I'll be talking about with a lot of these films is trying to te- find those lessons in these films right. that can, that I can raise a conversation with my children when they get to an older age. Yeah. And even... Maybe even a little bit now. So that is the the really big one. But that also leads into the other part of the theming with this movie. That's a little bit more sub, a little bit um, more sub subliminal, I guess, or not it not as overt. And that is, I could see this as an allegory for uh, being a child actor. With with uh, okay. with Pinocchio in the in the cage, 
Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, you'll make lots of money for me. <laughs> it's just like a lot of these actors, or even just stardom, is just like they're abused by by executives or in ho- the Hollywood system. Yeah. And then, you know, they'll make lots of money for the system, not necessarily for themselves. Yeah. But when you get old and can't do anymore, you'll become firewood. You'll get tossed to the curb and burned alive. Yeah. I mean, you look at this, and I mean, it's really weird coming from the, you know, the Mickey Mouse Club, which is notorious for, you know, doing that <laughs> with child actors, where you got these, these crazy kids or teen stars, and believe me, we'll get into it when we get to Peter Pan. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. This is very topical because I just saw Elvis. <laughs> yeah. Like, but, the abuse of the money that they're making. Well, yeah. But, on topic. Yeah. yeah. It kills me because my favorite era of Elvis Presley is Vegas Elvis. Mm-hmm. Fat Vegas Elvis is my classic Elvis <laughs> Presley. And yeah. yeah, after watching, like, seeing Elvis, now I'm like, man he was abused like that was a time he was yeah. being abused that it's like worst and now i don't know how to feel about that yeah it's sad <laughs> now i feel left out thanks guys it's a good Go movie see it. yeah. it's so good <laughs> it's a very good I movie i loved it baz lerman and elvis it was made for me loved yeah, it yeah it mm-hmm. worked it was really good mm-hmm. anyways back to pinocchio <laughs> <laughs> um sorry that's all right that's all right it was a it was a it was a perfect segue um <laughs> The, so that's most of what I have to say about about Pinocchio. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about is the plot in comparison with uh, Snow White. Brandon, you had a huge amount, or maybe not a huge amount, you had a bunch to say in regards to the plot of Snow White. So yeah. how do you feel the plot progression in regards to Pinocchio as opposed to Snow White? Uh, I feel like Pinocchio was a lot better with plot progression. Um, a lot they definitely happened, crammed in a lot more, and it went yeah. really, like, quickly. It was almost like it was, like, three different stories in one story, so it was a lot different than Snow White. Well, I would agree with you on that, especially because, considering the source material. Yeah. The source material was a, was a, uh, episodic no- novellas, mm. or, like, uh, yeah. you know how Charles Dickens used to write. Yes. So was that. Oof. That was, like, the greasiest way to write charge you to like own your own thing and then pay yourself okay. by the word maybe it wasn't pay that, yourself by the word but it was still an episodic pr- yeah. yeah that is how uh dr boyce made us read dombey and son in victorian literature we mm. could only read the sections that were published at a time so it took us all year to read it that's really cool actually cool but also very long book yes <laughs> so it's hard to keep track of what you're reading when you can only read sections at a time yeah <laughs> That's cool. interesting. Uh, so yeah, that is my my deep dive Disney. Uh, on to you, Jiminy Cricket, with our fun facts. All right. Um, <laughs> memories of Pinocchio. First of all, easy none. I have zero memories of this movie. I know I've seen it. Don't remember when. Just no no memories of Pinocchio. So I, wonder, I obviously wasn't that into it. I wonder where where into the classics will we start having like solid memories of every film? I think that's yeah. uh, that's I'm interested in Jungle that. Book. Maybe Jungle Book? Maybe. 
Well, that's the thing. Like, I don't remember, but my sister has memories on my behalf. Like, yeah. Snow White, apparently, I watched all the time, but I don't remember that. Well, I know yeah. I'm going to have memories with the next classic film. Hmm. Which one's next? Fantasia. Ah. Fantasia's yes, next. Course. Oh, of that's going to be a long watch. <laughs> yeah. So, fun facts and trivia. This movie took about 600 to 700 artists to make, and it took years. So we're talking about how great the art is? That's why. How? Four years? When was when was Snow White? Um, 37. 37. So they're probably working on it, overlapped for at least a year or two. Mm, I don't believe so. They wouldn't have had the budget to do operating on other things. Ooh. So, okay, yeah. That's not bad. Probably, like, Snow White ends, Pinocchio starts. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Instantly get the money to pay back all those loans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, originally, Jiminy Cricket wasn't going to be the narrator, um, but then, then when they made that change, they had three to four full movies worth of content to cut once they ch- totally changed the story. So, like, they were working on it for years. They did not use all of the content that oh, they created. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just kind of a waste. Um <laughs> Walt Disney felt that animated movies were for everyone, not just for kids, and that's why Pinocchio is the way that it is. It's not just for kids. That? Because uh, he was trying to make it that way. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pleasure Island, originally called Bogeyland. Bogeyland? Yeah. Like the boogeyman. Wow. So that, sound, that, that sounds like a you know, Scooby-Doo location. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. So um, obviously that doesn't sound so appealing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they changed it. Um, Pinocchio was going to be an unlikable brat. Going to be. He still was. Yeah. But he was going to be worse. Uh, he wasn't going to listen to anyone. And they even started making it that way. But then they realized it didn't work. He needed to be like somewhat likable. Okay. Um, still not a very likable character. But Well, I like that they turned him, instead of uh, exclusively unlikable, they went with naive. Yeah, yeah, he's very naive. That's absolutely true. Um, They actually had a song that the kids were going to sing on the way to Pleasure Island, but it made the trip take too long, so they just cut it. Oh. Yeah. I'm perfectly fine Um, with that, because it it was really good with pacing. Yeah. Yeah, it was fine the way that it was. So that was a... Like, we talked about in The Little Mermaid, they almost cut part of your world. That would have been a mistake. Yeah, exactly. Probably fine. Yeah. Um, Like Zach mentioned, they did make some of the clocks in real life. They had to prove to Walt Disney that they worked so that he would let them use Oh, so they so were functional. they were functional. functional. Oh, yeah. wow. Because cool. they had to prove it. They didn't make all of them, but, mm-hmm. yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Originally, I made a comment about Geppetto eating the fish, Cleo. Originally, Figaro and Geppetto do discuss eating Cleo. Oh. Um, yeah. And they did create some animation for that. Not of them actually eating Cleo, but, like, some of the lead-up to that. And it got used for the animated short Figaro and Cleo. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they were going to potentially make it seem like the fish was going to be eaten. <laughs> I'm, I'm still questioning why the fish was there in the first place. But. I don't know. <laughs> it's a character. Yeah. Uh, the scene where we look over the town after Pinocchio becomes a real boy took months and was very expensive because of the new techniques they used it's just like spanning a scene of the town not necessary to the story so um i think that that's not when he becomes a real boy i think that's when he becomes alive so that's right before he goes to school i yeah that's what i meant yeah yeah Yeah. because yeah yeah that 
used a lot of shots and it was yeah honestly if you look at that shot specifically and the amount of like movements and stuff that go with it and this the the set pieces that move and it just like zooms in really yeah. close it's just amazing and very expensive oh very expensive <laughs> but it's it's worth it in my opinion it just showed the it might not have affected the plot but it just made you feel like you were in this village like you felt oh like, yeah like it definitely yeah. set the scene definitely um geppetto was originally going to tell pinocchio a story about his family tree it was a pine tree <laughs> 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 which i thought was really funny um originally pinocchio did not make as much money at first as snow white which resulted in Dumbo having a lower budget when they made Dumbo. Oh, that explains a lot because Dumbo's only like 60 minutes or something, isn't it? I don't remember. It's been a while since I watched it. Dumbo is very short. It's yeah. a little just, I think it's about 64 minutes. Yeah, like it's real yeah. short. Yeah, they had to cut that budget down because Pinocchio didn't do as well, unsurprisingly. Um, Figaro is Walt Disney's favorite character. Really? Yeah, and that's why he becomes Minnie's pet. Figaro lasts for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Figaro is still around now. I didn't know that. Yeah, Figaro's on Minnie's bow tunes right now. (laughs) My daughter watches that. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, Pinocchio won two Oscars. Hmm. Best score and best song. Which, what was the song? No Strings on Me? No. When you wish upon a star. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> <laughs> it well, uh, when you wish upon a star is ranked seventh in the one hundred greatest songs in film history. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and it became like a Disney theme song. Like you hear it in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, the voice of Gideon the cat's hiccups, which they only ended up using once because they realized the hiccups made him seem drunk, and they didn't want that. Because why would you want a drunk cat in a kid's movie when you have children drinking beer later? Yeah. Um, but that those hiccups were voiced by Mel Blanc. Oh. Yeah, that's cool. He was paid $50 a day for 16 days, uh, but they cut, like I said, all but the one hiccup, and they didn't tell Mel Blanc that. But he still got paid, so. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Originally, they expected to spend $500,000 on this movie, and they ended up spending $2.8 million. Ooh. Yeah, so that is what happened to their budget. Blown. <laughs> yeah. Um, we all know Pinocchio as a character whose nose grows when he lies. Yeah. Only happens once. In the whole movie. One time. Yeah, but like multiple times in that one time, right? It is only in one scene, but yes, it grows three times. Yeah, or four okay. times. But yeah, that's all. Yeah. Perhaps you haven't right. been telling the truth. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, the original story, yeah. written by Carlo Collodi, obviously darker. It's Disney. We get dark subject matter. <laughs> um, Pinocchio is instantly horrible brat when he comes to life kicks Geppetto and runs away and causes Geppetto to be imprisoned because people think he's like abusive or something. So Mm -hmm. Geppetto goes to jail. The cricket warns Pinocchio against being bad and Pinocchio throws a hammer at him and kills him. Damn. Yeah. (laughs) Pinocchio then burns his feet and once Geppetto gets out of jail, he makes him new ones. So Pinocchio promises that he will go to school 
so that's where Pinocchio going to school comes from. And Geppetto sells his only coat to buy the school book for Pinocchio, and Pinocchio immediately goes and sells it on his way to school so he can go to the marionette theater. Ooh. Just a very ungrateful child. Then, the puppet master tries to burn Pinocchio to cook his supper over, and then he tries to burn a different puppet, but eventually he lets Pinocchio go and he gives him money to give to Geppetto because he takes pity on him. The fox and the cat convince him to bury his bunny to grow a money tree. Hmm. Sure, why not? Um, they use some of Pinocchio's money to eat a bunch of food, and then they abandon him. Of course. Uh, the ghost of the cricket tries to warn Pinocchio, because of course the ghost oh. comes back. Yep. <laughs> um, Pinocchio ignores him, and then the fox and the cat try to rob him. So he bites off the cat's foot. Oh. Yeah. From there, Pinocchio finds a house. And it actually has the blue fairy in it, who tells him that she is dead and waiting for a hearse, and then the bandits arrive, and they catch him, and they hang him, and stab him. Whew. And then, they get tired of waiting for him to die, so they suffocate him, and leave. Yeah. Huh. This story is crazy. The fairy then brings three doctors to help, two of them do nothing, the third is the ghost of the cricket, of course, who <laughs> tells her what happened. Naturally. She, yeah. She gives him medicine. And he lies, so then his nose grows too big for him to move his head in the room that they're in. He's stuck. So she brings in woodpeckers to help him. And then summons Geppetto to come live with them. So they're all living together. The cat and the fox come along. They steal all his money. Pinocchio briefly goes to jail. He encounters a snake who laughs so hard at him that he bursts an artery and dies. What? Geppetto is swallowed by a fish. The fairy's house is now a gravestone. Pinocchio goes and finds the fairy. She tells him he can be a real boy if he does well in school. And now suddenly she's his mother, also. Oh, wow. Yeah, Pinocchio tries to do well in school, but the other kids mess it up. And then he tries again, and she tells him to invite her friends for a party. But instead, his friend convinces him to go to Toyland. This is the same friend as in the movie that influences him to go to Pleasure Island. Uh, for five months, he plays. Just five months straight. They're just playing in a toyland, and then he gets turned into a donkey, sold to a circus, and then sold to a man who wants to skin him to make a drum. Ooh. Yeah. The man tries to drown him so that he can skin him, but Pinocchio gets turned back into a puppet by a fish who eats all his donkey skin off. Uh. Oh, no. Gets swallowed by a fish, and then he and Geppetto escape together. They encounter the cat and the fox again, and the fox, at this point, has chopped his tail off to get money. Huh. And that's the fox and the cat story. <laughs> then they go to work at a farm where he finds his friend is a dying donkey now. Ooh. Very depressing. Finally, he saves up 40 pennies to buy a suit. Instead, he gives the money to the fairy. She comes to him in a dream, and he wakes up a real boy, and everyone lives happily ever after. Well, that's the original story <laughs> that took a lot of turns <laughs> yes i was reading through it i was like i'll just get like a couple highlights to share and i like kept going i was like this is insane i gotta share more of this like what the heck <laughs> that is something else yeah it's wild so that's the story of pinocchio and people were reading that in episodes what's gonna happen next <laughs> yeah. insane 
And finally, voice actors. Not a lot to say here because it's very old, not very big names in this movie. Pinocchio was played by Dickie Jones. He did a lot of Western movies, and he was the world's youngest trick rider and roper. He was an accomplished horseman from infancy. Hmm. Hmm. Fun fact. Interesting. Um, but yeah, nothing really stood out at me from his film history. Um, Geppetto was voiced by Christian Rubb. Nothing really interesting in his filmography either, but I thought it was interesting that he was born in 1886. Cool. Yeah. And he has been, or not, obviously he's not alive anymore, but he was in movies from 1919 on. Wow. So, yeah, pretty early. Um, like I said, Mel Blanc was the voice of Gideon's Hiccups. And as we know, Mel Blanc is pretty awesome. He's regarded as the most prolific actor to ever work in Hollywood with over a thousand screen credits. And he developed and performed nearly 400 distinct character voices, such as in the Looney Tunes, Jetsons, Flintstones. Hanna-Barbera yeah. and, and, and yeah. Warner Brothers. Okay. Yep. He was yeah, not amazing. Man. Not very much. Yeah. Like, I think this is the only thing that he really did with Disney. I, I don't know if he... Hmm. Yeah, I didn't really see anything that. else. Yeah, exactly. I've never really known him to be a Disney person. Exactly. So yeah. that's the interesting thing. Yeah. It's really cool. And finally, the voice of the wood Russian soldiers' puppets was Walt Disney himself. Oh, neat. And that's that's about it. There's not a ton to learn mm-hmm. about Pinocchio. Um, fun fact, did you know that Honest John is not his name? I did not. His name is J. Worthington Fowlfellow. Of course. So his, name is, his sure. last name is literally Fowlfellow. Fowlfellow. Wow. Dead giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, on to our conclusions, guys. So, what are our favorite musical moments? Sarah? Um, I mean, I like When You Wish Upon a Star. It's famous. It's a lovely song. Honestly, I don't like the mo- music in this movie. The fact that there's just the constant running score whenever anything's happening like it just never stops i don't enjoy that at all i Mm. find it really annoying so i just Mm. i don't like the music in this movie Mm. that's fair i'm going to say um no strings on me for its avengers reference (laughs) all right nice yeah um i'll probably say uh say when you wish upon a star i just really like the the music for it i mean that one became the um, the castle music essentially has become like so identifiable with Disney but not gonna lie I definitely for some reason I like the high diddly d song Mm. it's kind of figured yeah it's it's a fun one yeah I know I I brought it into the you know beginning of the podcast but that that doesn't mean I for sure like it it's just a catchy way to start (laughs) the podcast that that and got no strings are both very Zach-ish like I can (laughs) see you in my head singing them (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah that's the special special shout out is to Hi Diddly D is for, for me alright so least favorite moment Brandon what is your least favorite moment in this film hmm I'm not necessarily sure if I could pinpoint a least favorite moment of the film necessarily but my least favorite like thing of the film was the fact that he's not like a real boy but they treat him like he is Mm -hmm. like 
he's not real, but we we see him like drowning. We see him like smoking and getting sick and crying. All of these things that should like not happen until he's real. I think that's my like least favorite part. I'm not sure if I could pin it down to an actual like part of the movie. Mm. I think maybe the whole conversation about collecting stupid little boys might be my least favorite part of the movie. Or no. No, I take all of that back. Oh, oh we got a serious <laughs> moment here. It's the tobacco-giving native man in Pleasure Island. Mm. That's my least favorite part of the movie. All right. Sarah? Pleasure Island, just generally. Don't <laughs> like it. Hmm. Interesting. Um, my least favorite moment... Hmm. Maybe it was the the moment where they're talking in the bar, like like the you know, Jay Worthington foul fellow, and there's just a really creepy moment where he puts on like the coachman puts on like the devil face at the end, and just like they don't come oh, back yeah. as boys. It's just like ah, yeah, that is terrifying. I don't like it. Go away. Yeah, it's a weird one. Maybe that also goes into play that maybe he's just actually like a form of the devil. <laughs> maybe. Um, okay, so, favorite moment. Alright, I'm gonna say my favorite moment first. Um, not gonna lie, I definitely did like a bunch of the Pleasure Island moments. Like, especially, like, the, the pool table moments and the transformations. But, my absolute favorite would have to be the Monstro Chase. Because it was, as much as it is terrifying for four-year-old boys, <laughs> um, it was just so adrenaline packed and so well done that I just really enjoyed it. Yeah, that makes mm -hmm. sense. Alright, uh, Brandon? Um, I think I think it would be my favorite moments probably split between two moments. Um, either like the body horror of the transformation scene. I think that was kind of like as far as like horror movies and stuff going like it was animated but it was pretty ahead of its time. Um, think it was like genuinely creepy in the end even like kind of today so that's good but my spiritual favorite moment of the film is in the scene where they're on pleasure island and jimmy cricket finally finds them and then what's his face the friend lampwick lampwick like tries to hit him with a pool ball or hits him with a pool ball and then jimmy cricket like squares up like he's about to fight <laughs> that is i was just like all right man like Hey, it was confirmation that this cricket is not a good cricket. Like he knows how to he knows how to scrap. But B, it was just really funny to watch a cricket try to square up. <laughs> so. And this is why Zach made me Jimmy. You know I'm all about scrapping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Sarah, what's your favorite moment? I like it when Jiminy Cricket becomes or like tries to be part of the clocks. Um, yeah, that's cute. I think it's cute. And then he goes into, like, a matchbox later. Yeah. All right. So, final thoughts and a letter grade. Sarah, let's kick off with you. I just don't like Pinocchio. <laughs> um, I won't give it an F because, like, the animation is great. But I'm going to give it a B, I think. I just, I don't like it at all. I wasn't excited to watch it. Wasn't excited while watching it. 
definitely fell asleep for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, just am not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I would say that it was fairly ahead of its time. I guess it was animated beautifully, but it's trash. I also would give it a D. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I gotta offset this a little, <laughs> but yeah, I I enjoy the film a bit uh, more because you know I I I understand what you're going with there with the music there, Sarah. But I kind of I do like the scores with with it, and I enjoy the songs and the the animation is good and the plot is pretty well s- streamlined and it it's there's very few lulls in the, in the plot and they cram yeah, a lot in there it fixes a lot of snow white's problems story wise mm-hmm. like plot wise so with with that i'd and you know i'd have to give it a b minus i don't mind watching this one okay that's one of those things like i like it's not one of those ones i i automatically throw on but it's not the end of the world for me to put it on. I will probably never watch it again. And, you know, going into this podcast, we kind of assumed this might happen. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they can't all be winners, I suppose. But No, it would be over too soon if it was all winners. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Sarah, you want to tell the audience where they can reach us? Absolutely. So you can find us on Instagram at makingadisneyfan.pod. We would love to hear from you. Please DM us your questions, comments, concerns, or comment on our posts. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please feel free to leave us a five-star review if you feel so inclined, because we would love it if more people could find us. So help us out with that algorithm, please. (laughs) All right. So... Brandon, I have to ask the question, and judging by your latest letter grade, I kind of believe I know the answer. Are you a Disney fan? If I said yes, my nose would grow until it crashed into Sarah's house in Saskatoon. Wow. (laughs) That's how big of a lie it would be. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Those are big words. I accept your challenge. (laughs) All right. And join us next time for our next modern Disney film with Beauty and the Beast. That should be fun. Until next time, I have been Gideon, otherly known as Zach, TTFN, ta-ta for now. And just keep swimming. All of our artwork is created by Becca Riley. You can go find her on Instagram at Becca Riley Art, spelled B-E-C-C-A-R-E-I-L-L-Y Art. Our theme song was written and performed by Marcus Beveridge. You can listen to more of his music on Instagram at Marcus.and.Sarah.Music, performing alongside me, your favorite Making a Disney fan lady. We hope you'll come back for our next episode soon. Thank you for listening to Making a Disney Fan. We hope to see you next time. Good night and have a pleasant tomorrow.